and welcome to the latest episode of Favorite Things. Uh, I'm your host, Mark, with my ever-lovely spouse, life mate, and co-host, Betsy. Hi! Uh, So, it's been a couple weeks, and we thank you for bearing with us. Uh, Honestly, uh, it has been a long couple weeks to punctuate a long year, Uh, and I... Honestly, I'm still very tired. I'm still very worn uh, mentally, physically, spiritually. Uh, just uh, so it was, I was trying to figure out whether we would even record this episode. <laughs> yeah. And uh, honestly, especially with some recent conversations I've had and um, even where I'm at mentally I felt like it was probably important to do this podcast uh, for two reasons one um, there might be someone out there who needs to hear what I've got to say uh, from my experience and and my story and it might affect their life and story in a positive way the other reason being uh, honestly podcasting is kind of therapeutic it gets the stuff that's inside out and uh, keeps me from internalizing a lot of things. Um, and while I'm a lot better about that than I used to be, I still have a tendency to do it. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, I, I wanted to just say wherever you're at right now, um, whatever you're dealing with, it's 2021 and a lot of people might be telling you that well, everything's better now, um, but you might not feel that way. I, I, I want to have full transparency with you, my audience, and, and tell you honestly, that's kind of where I found myself the past bit, is everyone seems ready to move back to normal, and there is still a very big part of me that it is not there yet. And I want you guys to know that's okay. It's okay to not be there yet. Um, I also want you to know it's okay to not be okay um whatever you're dealing with whether it's something small or something that feels really big right now it's okay um some recommendations i'm going to give you and and these are things that i used to hesitate to pursue but have become favorite things um i encourage all of you to pursue relationships, healthy relationships with family and friends. Um, There are people around you that care about you. You may not even be aware of them, but there are people who do care. And uh, reach out to some, even if it's one you're not sure about. Have dinner, talk, just open up. It's it's good. It's good for you and it's, it's good for other people to know where you're at. Another thing is get out, get some fresh air and exercise. Uh, You might want to hide away, um, but one of the best things you can do is get out and and not internalize and stew in your own stuff. Sometimes just getting out there is good. And then the third thing I recommend to anyone and everyone uh, is uh, therapy or counseling. I've been several times. I honestly intend in the very near future to attend many more sessions. So it's one of those things that there can be a lot of stigma uh, that might stand in the way of that. And I just want to put out there to any of my listeners, and it's okay. 
it's okay to talk to people. It's okay to ask for help. There is, there is no shame needed when you're at a place where you don't feel like you can handle it on your own. And it's actually good to admit that. It's a, it's a healthy place to admit that. So uh, if you're listening to this and you've tolerated the past four or five minutes of me talking about this, I apologize for starting on kind of a downer note. Uh, I wanted to give you some background on where I've been, uh, give you a little bit of just an idea of how I'm coping with being tired and and kind of worn and stressed and depressed, in all honesty. Um, but you don't have to stay there. Um, but at the same time, some of the favorite things that we talk about, movies, food, um, video games, these things are, are good distractions. They're really good to have fun with. And here in just a little bit, we're even going to talk about some of our favorite things from the past few weeks. Um, but I, I want to tell you right now, as, as someone who loves these things and in the past has turned to them as a way to deal with stressors and depression, at a certain point, they're going to let you down uh, because they're things. They're not people. And even people are, are not 100% successful. I'm sorry, they're not. Um, but they have a higher success rate than things. Things at the end of the day are things. They, they aren't people. They, they don't have feelings and um, desires and independent choices. Uh, at least not yet. Uh, I don't think we've reached the singularity yet. But when we get to that point, we'll reevaluate that truth. Um, but for right now, uh, things aren't things aren't what's going to get you by. Uh, the people around you will, and the people around me have and are and will continue to. And I just I want to offer you that encouragement today as a listener that there are people here for you in the same way there are people here for me. Um, so with all that, uh, not behind us, but (laughs) at the backside of the runtime, we can, we can kind of move into the more fun side of, of favorite things. So it has been a long couple weeks. It has, has been filled with some, some stuff that was a little harder. Uh, we're not going to get into specifics on, on that just because it's, it's not that type of podcast. Yeah. Um, and honestly, a lot of the stuff we're still processing. We're not yeah. we're not fully through with yet. So, what we will talk about though is some things that have been bright spots in the past few weeks. Um, in times that have felt very dark and it, at times very lonely, um, these are the things that made us smile. And uh, one of the things I'd like to recommend is. Uh, Anything that Rex Chapman posts on Twitter about animals uh, or human interest is usually a lot of fun. Uh, and so I, uh, Betsy's text thread between the two of us, I think is about 50% at this point uh, of me sending her tweets from, from Rex Chapman or someone else with uh, something funny a dog did. Like uh, the other day it was... A, a dog was watching Star Wars with its owner for the first time and ran and hit behind the couch when Darth Vader came yeah. out. And so little things like that, little things that make you smile, that, that break some of the heart of the day, are great. They're awesome. I absolutely adore 
Uh, it's one of the few reasons that I still have any social media presence whatsoever. Because I've got to be honest, a good 70 to 90% of the social media that comes to me uh, outside of that is uh, honestly uh, shouting matches, and I don't care for that. Uh, if you're someone who posts that, I want you to know, and you're a friend of mine on social media, I probably haven't seen a post of yours in a very, very long time. Uh, I mute anyone and everyone who posts stuff like that very frequently, um, just because you're not talking to me, you're talking at me, and, and I, I appreciate your passion, but I'm, I'm kind of done, um, mainly because mentally and spiritually, I just, I can't handle it right now. It's not that you're bad or your opinion's bad, it's just that right now, I can't handle it, and uh, yeah, that's it. Um, and that said, I want to also, in the same vein as talking about help and uh, having favorite things in the proper place, I want you as a listener to know it's okay not to like the things I like. Um, you don't have to. We're going to talk about a show here in just a few minutes, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, that to some people I know who especially are in the line of work of police, They've struggled with some of the concepts in that because it, it's coming from a place of uh, dealing with racial tensions with uh, black people and the police. And it's definitely coming from the black people's point of view and not the police's point of view. So for, for certain people I know who are in that line of work, that is not something that they have found enjoyable. And I want to acknowledge that. I want you to know, hey, if that's where you're at, first of all, Anything that makes you uncomfortable, you have to deal with why it makes you uncomfortable. And then after that, if you're watching stuff to try to relax and to, to stop your mind from running, the things that make you go, might not be the right thing right now. Uh, I've had to step back from some things that I was playing or watching and or reading that were causing me mental distress uh, over the past bit. They're not bad things. They're not things that I even necessarily disagree with. But if it took me to a dark place, uh, I probably don't need to be there right now. So if that's where you're at, whatever the issue, it is always okay to say no and move on. Yep. So uh, that's why we don't normally watch R-rated movies when you're around. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, you're... You're not a big gore hound. I mean, I know when we got married, you were like, Mark, you really need to see Saw 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. And I said... Yeah, I did not say that. And I said, I know they're your favorite movies, Betsy, but really, really, I can't handle this. I'm a wimp. And you said, oh, it's just broken bones and blood and viscera. And, and I said, that's okay. We're eating pasta. I don't know why you want to watch this right now. Now, the, the true story about Saw is I've only seen part of the first one uh-huh. with my roommate before we got married. Yeah. Before, we were not even dating yet. And I ha- I was coming down with a stomach bug while we were watching it. I did not know in the moment that I was having stomach bugs. But the more we, it got into it, the more my stomach hurt. And I ended up with a really bad two-day stomach bug. Yeah. And so now, I mean, that the movie was disturbing to me, but it was one of those things I was like, oh, I didn't really want to, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here watching with my roommate and her friend, so I didn't want to, uh-huh. you know, be rude or anything, but I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I've got to go lay down or something, because I was feeling so bad, and then I did realize shortly after it was a stomach bug, 
Um, but now, like, just the thought of that movie, mm-hmm. as disturbing as it was already, makes me makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, I wish I could say that was the same thing that happened to me with Just Like Heaven, but it turns out I just really don't like Re- oh. Reese Witherspoon movies. <laughs> That's one of, so, that is one of my favorite cheesy movies, and he can't stand it. Hey, uh. I am okay and completely secure in the fact <laughs> that I'm right. So, moving on. Uh, that was a joke, just to be clear. Um, yeah, this week, uh, the past couple weeks, it's been really busy. Uh, honestly, I haven't had a lot of time to fully take in all the stuff that I've wanted to. Uh, but the big things we're going to talk about today are, uh, first of all, we've eaten some really bad for us, but really good food. Uh, we went to yeah. Southern Trey uh, Steakhouse here in Columbia, which was really, really oh, good. It was we really good. we split a twenty ounce ribeye, and uh, we didn't need that. Um, but I'm glad we did. I, I cut about five ounces off for me and let you eat the rest. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm secure in the fact that I'm uh, I'm not a complete fatty, but I'm close, and I really enjoyed it. It was delicious. And then tonight we uh, we had corned beef because I really wanted some. Yeah, and you made it, and I'm so proud of you. It was you did a great job. It was nice and tender. So I, I made it is kind of a stretch. Yeah. I bought a pre-brined corned yeah. beef. I threw it in an instapot with some beef broth and beer. And some garlic, and that was it. Yeah, but it was your first time using the instant pot, which I was really, really excited. I told, and I told you beforehand that I using wanted... an instant pot. I'm, con- I'm certain of this at this point. And those of you who consider yourself instant pot chefs, I'm about to blast you right now. So <laughs> please don't take too much offense. Take some offense, please. Take some offense. Using an Instapot is akin to using an elevator. If you can't hit the floor <laughs> button, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be in there. There's a, I follow an Instapot community on Facebook, and I mean, it's amazing how many people are having issues or don't know how to use it, or people ask for, like, my Instapot's doing this or about different things, and they give the worst advice and say, you need to do this, and it's things that go against anything the manufacturer says to do because it could actually destroy your instant pot and hurt you yeah putting putting charcoal bricks inside of an instant pot and lighting them yeah, with true. lighter fluid is a bad idea this was actually something my mom did she did it uh and she thought she'd make real cheese in the instant pot uh burnt it uh almost burned down the house but she knew the dinner was ready because the smoke alarm went off yeah, and on Monday when I see her, she's going to tell me whether or not that's a true story. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you right now, that may not have actually happened, <laughs> but it's completely true. Okay, what? <laughs> now I'm confused. Moving on. Moving uh, on. But anyway, it was, it was delicious. It was better than the corned beef brisket I made for St. Patty's Day. We're talking about the food I made, not the burnt grilled cheese my mom yeah. made. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the corned beef brisket that you made tonight was was so much better than the one I made. Yes. On Valentine, not Valentine, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yep. We should have done it on Valentine's Day too. I gotta be honest. Every holiday needs to have like a specific like meat tied <laughs> to it, and then a vegetarian option to the side. So for St. Patty's Day, it's corned beef, 
and then for Valentine's Day, it's cow heart, and for <laughs> and then yeah. for Mother's Day, it's like it's uh, chocolate. Oh, Mother's not Day? Meat? meat? No, not meat. Not not a meat. Also, not not, not a not an entree. <laughs> and tonight, with uh, with your glass of wine, we're going to hand you a receipt bar, uh, broken into squares. Um, that's it. That's the meal. That'll be seven hundred dollars. Wow, where are you getting your Reese's bars from? It's Mother's Day. Markup price. <laughs> uh, all, all joking aside, uh, food is really good. Um, it is. It's it's hard, especially when you're dealing with a darker time, to, to not go to just binge eating till you don't feel the feelings anymore. But uh, food's been really good. Um, it's one of those things that it's one of those neat little design features that God built into us uh, that I really appreciate. And that's that food can taste amazing. Um, I also appreciate that bad food tastes bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a genuine feature. Some people are like, oh, I don't like food that tastes bad. And it's like, you're not supposed to because it's bad food. Yeah. And anyone who argues otherwise is a bad person. Do you not trust their judgment? But anyhow. Moving on. Yeah, our transitions are about on point with everything else in our lives yeah. right now. I'll say, um, like I was telling you, the other thing we did in the past couple weeks was we ate from, got some takeout from Captain D's. Yes. Which is, um, we've never done that before. So I grew up, we were a Long John Silver's family. Yeah. It's kind of like a Twizzler's Red Vines thing. Uh, you're either a Long John Silver's family or you're a Captain D's family. And because we lived out past the south side of town, um, we always went to the the closer of yeah. the two restaurants. Uh, the Captain D's was never, never really at a great location for us. But now we actually live a little closer, a little bit more accessible to the Captain D's, and so we tried that. Yeah, which we've always gone like, and Long John Silver is just kind of at a wonky location. It's hard to get it out of. It's fine to get in, but hard to get out of when you're coming home. And um, so every time, anytime you brought it up, like, hey, you want Long John Silver's? It's like, uh, I do, think about the turn. Do I really want to turn against three lanes of traffic on a left turn? While they're all merging into one. <laughs> and because it's dinner time, everybody's yeah. coming home from the opposite direction. So yeah. you're, you're either going to have to drive down a half mile, turn around, yeah. and come back. So we were ta- we were discussing Captain D's, or Long John Silver's last week, when uh, my coworker heard us talking about it. She's like, you do Long John Silver's, not Captain D's. And so it got us talking, like, well, we that's what we knew was Long John Silver's. So yeah. you looked up Captain D's, and it is a much more convenient location for us. So we decided to try it, and I think I like it a lot better than Long John Silver's. It was delicious. I liked So to be clear to our listeners, and, and this was what we said on the day, yeah. uh, both are trashy <laughs> fast food seafood. Uh, yes. This is, this is not... This is the Taco Bell of seafood. Yes. They, Captain D's and Long John Silver's are to seafood as Taco Bell is to Mexican food. It's delicious, but calling it seafood is the <laughs> most generous title. It's like calling Michael Jordan a baseball player. 
yeah, he played, but yeah. it's... It's it's one of those qualifiers that it has like six asterisks next to it. It's it is, but not really. Yeah. So it with that said, it is great comfort food. Oh, it is yeah. great Absolutely. fast food comfort food. Yes, it is. And I know with my my meal, I ordered the one because it said it came with um, stuffed crab. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that sounds good. So we got it. I thought it was supposed to come with two, but it only came with one. I don't know if we just misread something. Anyway, but as I was eating it, and you asked me how it was, it was for fast food, seafood restaurant. Uh-huh. It was really good. Yeah. Now, if I were to order that at, say, a, a real fancy place, and that's, I got that, I would be very disappointed because it wasn't... That good. Well, but if it you was go really to, good. if you go to a fancy seafood restaurant and you're getting canned crab, yeah, <laughs> I would be upset too. It wasn't canned crab. I oh, think. I guarantee you, it was canned crab. They just I guarantee. They just got the shells from the companies to stuff them with. No joke. You can buy empty crab shells. Really? I'm not kidding. That is a restaurant feature. You can buy empty crab oh, shells. I didn't know that. I figured they actually used real crab. New. No. Hey, it's alright, because when I do things with crab, I usually buy canned crab, so I'm not... Canned or imitation. Canned I love imitation crab, but yeah. Depending on what I need it for. Like, if I wanted to make, say, crab uh, crab cakes or whatever, I'd buy canned crab for that, which is something I don't make a lot, because it's not cheap. But still. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good. The, the fish was good, the, the crab things were good and the hush puppies were really good yeah. so i think that's all we're going to talk about uh fast food for right now we have probably uh triggered some of you uh and i apologize you're on your way home you're hungry <laughs> you just pass like five fast food places and you're like nope i'm on a diet and that last one uh, combined with our podcast I know you're in the drive-thru right now, and you are cussing me up one side and down the other, especially if you're my mom, and you're like, he made that crack about the Instapot, and I, I, don't, want to, I don't want his dad to, to make any cracks about it, so I'm going to bring home dinner tonight. So, But there's also the Sonic with the bacon jam, bacon jam burger and the Oreo cookie dough shake. Why, blast. why are we revving people up? Why are we doing free advertising for these places? Why? Um, we don't have a sponsorship yet. We should we should get a sponsorship from all of these places. Absolutely. For all of the guaranteed heart disease and diabetes that we <laughs> are going to get, that we are banking for our future and compound interest, and all of our listeners are probably going to take on as well, we should at the very least get a small monetary compensation. And with all of that, I gained four pounds this week that I'm currently working off. I was luckily down a pound this morning, so I got three pounds to go. <laughs> Oh, dear Lord. We are going to take a short water break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about things that we're not literally eating. We'll see you in just a minute. All right, and so we're back. And this is the point in the show where we talk about the stuff that's been taking up our mindshare, at least as far as, you know, non-important favorite thing stuff. Yeah. You know, this isn't, you know, the big questions, why are we here? This isn't <laughs> the, 
this isn't the uh, middle questions like, do we have kids? What type of house do we buy? Do we save a 401k or buy the new boat? Uh, <laughs> these aren't even the next questions like, where are we going to eat? We already talked about that in the previous segment, and we probably gave some listeners diabetes. <laughs> these are the age-old questions that you ask when you sit there with the remote in hand and you and your entire family look like zombies at the television screen. What are we watching? Yeah. So, one of the things I've been watching, uh-huh. or a few of the things I've been watching since you got me the, the Discovery Plus. Yeah. So we got a lot of Food Network things. So I've gotten into like the Spring Baking Championship. I've watched every season of that up to the current. Now I'm waiting for them to post the latest episode on there, but I haven't figured out yet when it airs, so I don't know when to expect that next episode. Um, another thing I was watching was the Great Food Truck Race, right? Yep. And then, uh, so last night as I was watching, I was in, I'm in the second season, about to finish it. I got one episode left. When uh, one of the the teams got disqualified for cheating, and it just kind of boggled my mind how they would even they could get away with it um but yeah they tried to put their own money in the cash till so that uh they could not be sent home when in reality they would not have been sent home but because they did that they were disqualified and was sent home so i i said this while you were watching the show but i'll i'll stand by it in nine out of ten competitors on one of these shows if i see them on one of these shows i'm not gonna go look for them (laughs) I'm not going to go to their food trucks because I've seen the way they treat human beings. Um, now, occasionally you'll get the nice ones. Uh, there's a there's a group from Cleveland in this season you're watching that yeah. seems very nice and very sweet. And I might actually uh, patronize them if, if and when I get the chance. Uh, but some of the others yeah. are just foul to each other. Oh, yeah. They're like the rivalries on the season that between a couple of the guys, a couple of the trucks, I'm like, dang. And I, I did not want it to be a final showdown between the two. And luckily, it's not one of them made it to the final, which is the one from the very first episode. I said, I hope they go home early. And they made it to the final with this truck from Cleveland. So I'm like, okay. Um, but now the truck from Cleveland would have been eliminated in the last one mm-hmm. had the other team not cheated. Yes. But then they they actually came out on top in the second to last episode. So it was their first time winning. They've always been at the bottom, but this time they actually... They actually won, so yeah. So they got one episode left for whoever takes the hundred thousand dollars. Yep. But anyway, I've been I've been enjoying those shows, um, along with just watching through The Office again <laughs> for the umpteenth time. Yeah, I, I lost count you, a long time well, ago. Well, I think at this point you are still in the teens of the number of times <laughs> you've watched it, um, which is incredible because there's a lot of it. Um, <laughs> But uh, sitcoms are our comfort food. Mm-hmm. It, sitcoms are, they're safe, they're reliable, you yeah. can come back to them. It's why I love The Simpsons, and uh, as long as a majority of the cast is still alive to keep making them, uh, <laughs> I, I look forward to them making them until my kids have kids. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to live action stuff, sometimes I actually like the shorter TV shows, um, like IT Crowd, which we yeah. just watched yeah. again. 
And I absolutely uh, adore that TV show for the ridiculousness of the situations. Yes. Um, and the cast just has phenomenal chemistry. Yeah. And we started watching that other show with uh, Moss. What's his name? Oh, Travel Man. Travel Man. What's, what was Moss's name? Uh, Richard Iwadi. Yes. And so I, I love watching that because he's being himself as he's uh, going to different countries with a um, companion and each show, each one is different. And yeah. It's just interesting because some of the, the ways he talks and words he uses are the same things that he does in IT crowd. And so it just, it cracks me up because I'm like, it's Moss, but it's not Moss. It's, it's, uh, it's a much more toned down yeah. version. As, as with most good comedy, yeah. it's, it's real life on steroids. Yeah. He's a, like, he's smart. You can tell he's smart and everything. And so like on the IT crowd, it's like, seriously? So he, he has another show that we haven't watched yet that's uh -huh. called Gadget Man. Okay. And that one is actually about little tech stuff that, like, makes life better. And he has a whole, like, four-season show about that. Is that, uh, like, a reality show, like, like Travel Man? It's or very it... similar to, uh, or is it like a... to Travel Man. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not IT crowd, it's not, it's not scripted as far as we're sitting here and a funny thing's happening, it's... We're trying out new gadgets and new yeah. things that make life better. I might like that too. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, that that that. Sorry, I kind of veered off because I'm like, oh yeah, we started. We just watched a couple episodes. No, but. it's okay. I I feel like our evening watching habits are usually not very thought provoking. No. Mainly because most of our days are filled with too much provoking thought. Anyhow, <laughs> so at night I'm ready to be done thinking. Yeah. At at night, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to turn my brain off to a certain extent and just uh, have some some fun. Uh, if if I want to engage my brain at, at night, I read. Yeah. Um, but the sitcoms are great. Sitcoms are, are again comfort food. Yeah, I love good sitcoms. Uh, for me, outside of of sitcoms, uh, most of the time when I'm at work, to take some of the edge and monotony off of the day, or take my mind off the harder part of the day, I like to listen to fun podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I've mentioned Kind of Funny before, still listening to them uh, <laughs> a lot. Um, but they actually turned me on to, uh, I'm not a big sports talk guy. My dad always listened to sports talk radio, uh, coming up, um, as I was growing up and, and riding in the car with them. And, uh, when I grew up, I didn't realize that I missed it. And a large portion of that part of my brain that's stimulated by that I think podcasts have filled that gap. Yeah. Well, there's a former ESPN radio host who hosts a podcast now, uh, Dan Levitard, and he has this whole podcast network. And about half to three quarters of the time, they'll talk about sports, but they're very comedic and they're very personable and they're very fun. And it's, uh, it's definitely up my alley. Uh, even though I'm not 
huge into sports. Uh, I say that as I'm wearing uh, <laughs> fan control football champions Wild Aces shirt. Um, yeah, that was fun watching you watch that. That is the most I've ever been into sports. Yes. Ever. Um, but I I enjoy the camaraderie of, of a good podcast and and people talking about things they enjoy. It's part of why I do this. Yeah. But if if you remotely like sports and you're okay with things getting a little uh just full transparency, the both kind of funny and the Dan Levitard show are not afraid to go a little crude. Um or very <laughs> crude. Uh they they're fun listens. Yeah. You occasionally put one off for me, and sometimes you'll put it on there and remember some of the stuff as they start talking, and you'll turn it off, and you're like, oh, I forgot about the language right here. <laughs> but, but sometimes the, the cleaner ones you'll put on because you think it's you think I would enjoy it, and it's, they are funny. Uh, but outside of that, uh, we've been watching through uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, and I'm glad it comes on the last day of my work week or the days I tend to take off um, whenever I've got uh, comp time because it is it is something that demands thought and introspection and compared to some other comic book shows and movies that I've grown up with it's asking some really hard questions and I don't know if it's we're two episodes from the end. I don't know if they're going to have answers. And I'm a little scared that they're not going to have answers, which which I'll be sad if they don't. Um, but the show, a large portion of it was filmed last year during all of the mess that was going on last year. So there's, as I'm watching the show, I can feel that energy coming from it. Of They're coming from this kind of scared, angry, hurt place. And, and they're telling a story from that standpoint. And if you're thinking that you're going to watch the show and it's just going to be an action show, it has that. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to ask some hard questions. It's going to deal with some hard subject matter. It's going to make you, if it doesn't make you at least a little uncomfortable, you're not paying attention. So I feel uncomfortable watching it, but it's it's un, it's discomfort I'm okay processing once a week. Uh, I'm actually glad it, it's not a binging show for that purposes, because right now I don't think I can binge uncomfortable watches. Yeah. Um, just, just not there. It's, it's good. It's, uh, it's dealing with, uh, in a world of superheroics, how do you deal with things like race? How do you deal with things like um, American exceptionalism? How do you deal with things like... Uh, how do you deal with uh, jingoism or, or patriotism? Or maybe it's not that clear cut. How do you deal with the idea that the ends justify the means? And we were talking about it at the most recent episode, at the end of which something horrible happens. One of the main characters in the, in the show does something atrocious. And the question has been mold the whole episode and even in previous episodes do the ends justify the means and and we were talking and I said you know having a show like this a, a sci-fi superhero show you can ask the question especially in areas where it's not as on the nose as racism which is is something that on some level or another we all talk about in 
deal with in this time in history. Things like the ends justifying the means. Is, is it okay to torture someone if it leads to good information? Is it okay to kill someone or multiple someones if it saves lives? And the conclusion I, I came to, and this is a blanket statement I want to acknowledge right up front. I don't like blanket statements. Um, I, I make way too many of them, but I, I also don't like them. And, and that is, if, if the ends are good, but you use bad means to get there, you still use bad means. And if the ends are bad, but you had good intentions, you did, still did something bad. It, at the end of the day, you're, you have to live with what you do or don't do. Yeah. And, and the show is addressing that. And that's, that's very interesting. I hope, I hope at the end of the show, in, in two weeks' time, I hope we're talking about, man, they wrapped that up and they had closure and consequence and everything. It'll be interesting to see if they can. I don't know if they can. But they might. But they might not. But yeah. it, it, it's it's a really good uh, comic book story. If you like Marvel Comics, uh, specifically the works of Ed Brubaker from about 2004 to 2011, um, this is very true to the spirit of Captain America comics from that time. A lot of espionage, a lot of uh, globe-trotting superheroics with consequences on a socioeconomic scale. It's really good. Um, but outside of that, even, I've got to be honest, the, the things outside of Cap, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I keep calling it Captain America and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, um, I've really been enjoying HBO Max's uh, theatrical movies that they're putting out day and day as we wind down the pandemic. Uh, we just watched uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong, <laughs> which full transparency, uh, pardon me, Godzilla vs. Kong. Godzilla vs. King Kong came out in 1962. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong came out a few weeks ago. Which I paid this much attention, and that's so, not a lot. So, up front, <laughs> I, I want to tell you right now, it is a bad movie. It is a bad movie. It, is, it has Millie Bobby Brown in it. I absolutely adore her. Yes. She is one of the best performers <laughs> on the planet, and it is a bad movie. Bad movie. <laughs> and... Here, real quick, I, I want you to hear me through this. In spite of it being a bad movie, I adored it. It was phenomenal. Um, I specifically adored the approximately 45 minutes of the movie that were Godzilla and Kong. The other hour and change that was the humans walking around delivering exposition is laughably bad because the only reason the humans are around is to explain what the motivations of these creatures are that they couldn't possibly understand. Yeah. But it's so much fun. It's it's a good bad movie. It is a movie that sit around, don't take seriously, have a good time, turn off your brain, enjoy it. Your wife will sit on the couch and she'll she'll play Candy Crush or whatever she's playing on her phone. Case 10. Yeah. And <laughs> and you'll laugh. You'll be checking your Twitter feed every time they switch off of the monsters. But it's a good time. 
And, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes. And, and I say all this in anticipation of, of something I am really looking forward to in a couple of weeks um, is the new Mortal Kombat movie, which, full transparency, if you're a parent with kids, don't let them watch it. Uh, it's hard R. Uh, they released a, uh, a restricted trailer uh, showing off the violence from the movie. This is definitely not kid-friendly. Uh, if your kids want to watch Mortal Kombat, first of all, you might want to have some conversations with them. Um, but secondly, there's a 1995 movie that is another good-bad movie um, that is really fun. Uh, let them watch that if they're old enough to watch anything Mortal Kombat. Um, and then when they get a little older, uh, when they're old enough to make their own decisions, they can watch Mortal Kombat. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. As a child of the 90s and early aughts, um, I absolutely adore the Looney Tunes bonkers nature of the video games. Um, I've been on a kick of playing through the most recent ones uh, in anticipation of the movie, and I'm looking forward to it. And my expectations at the door are martial arts, uh, violence, and uh, some video game stereotypes. And I'm in. <laughs> At the door, I am in. It looks like the video game. The video game is a across the board, not deep. I am so looking forward to it. Yeah. This is an amusement park thrill ride. I might throw up. Full <laughs> transparency, I might throw up. But guys, on... An amusement park ride called The Hurler, you have expectations. With a movie called Mortal Kombat, spelled with a K, there are expectations. <laughs> so, just full transparency. I am really amped. Right now, the the things that we are getting across the board are, are phenomenal. Uh, in some cases, phenomenally bad, but still phenomenal. Um, and I am I'm enjoying it like cotton candy. It has no substance. It's gonna give me a cavity, but for the time being, while my I'm trying to shut my mind off, it's a worthwhile <laughs> distraction. So, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Uh, it's okay. It worked. We turned off our minds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, guys, thank you for bearing with us and rambling around for a bit. Um, we hope we brought some light to your day, uh, and we hope we didn't drag you down too much or give you diabetes or cause some sort of complex with your kids wanting to watch the new Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> um, whatever the case may be, uh, if you like us, please leave us a positive review on your podcast service of choice. Um, please recommend our podcast to people who would like it. Um, and if there are people you don't like, uh, please uh, log into their devices and put us in their feed. Uh, if you work somewhere with lots of computers, uh, just have us on play on Spotify nonstop. Put us on repeat. Uh, the more plays we get, the more notice we get. Guys, thank you so much. We will see you again, hopefully, next week uh, with a new episode of Favorite Things. Bye.